Today we want to share with you some principles of prayer that um, this is going to transform your prayer life and um, help you in the, to live in the presence of God. Now where's the best place to look for this? To enter God's best, we need to look at the foundational teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus himself tells us what it is. This is the Lord's Prayer. Reading from Matthew chapter 6. In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and give us, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Terry, what do you think Jesus means by in this manner? It's interesting because you don't see that in other prayers in the Bible. Lots of prayers that people prayed yeah, no, in the Bible. Yes. But here, Jesus has been just, in Luke anyway, it says the disciples asked him, teach us to pray. Yes. So this is a, a teaching that he's giving on mm. prayer. Yes. Not just a prayer that you say by rote. So in other words, after this manner, it means this is the pattern that you're to follow yes. in your prayer life. It's not just a prayer to pray among other prayers. This yes. is actually his pattern mm. for our praying. And that's why it's especially important, I think. Yes. And, and um, it's interesting that uh, it tells us where we need to start. And that's the key thing. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We yes. start with praise and worship. Yes. Um, you know, not actually with confessing our sins. Um, you might think, well, we've, surely we've got to confess yes. our sins before we do anything else. Yes. But actually, no. The reason why that's possible is unconditional grace of, of God. Mm -hmm. You know, that he has forgiven, if we're his child, and that's, that's really where the prayer begins, is reminding ourselves who God is and who we are. Yes. Our Father who art in heaven. You're my Father. I'm your child. Yes. I'm in your family. I've been forgiven of my sins. Yes. I've been made right with you. Mm. I'm in covenant with you. That's where we start. And so because of God's unconditional, even though I'm not perfect, even though I, I may have sinned, um, and often we're not even aware of where we've sinned, but even, even in that case, I can still come to him as my father mm. knowing that he loves me and he accepts me and he welcomes me into his presence mm. you know even a child who sinned against his father if he comes into and says daddy i love you yes. is the father going to push him away and say you've sinned you know no mm. they embrace and then the child is able then to say mm. father i'm sorry yes and so we start our prayer not with mm. confessing our sin but with praise, our Father in heaven. Yes. We adjust ourselves to the yes. grace of God that we're coming into that secret place mm. where we are totally loved and accepted by God. You know, you, you may have been staying away from God because a guilty conscience and, and you're afraid to come to God and you think, well, he'll just turn you away anyway. He won't listen to you. But you know, that's not true. You need to come saying, I, I, our Father, my Father, you're in heaven. Yes, I've sinned, but I, I just want to come before you and love you and worship you. And that's how we start our praying. 
uh, if we're not aware of this grace of God, then we pr we're praying like the heathen. We're, we're uh, aware that God's far away, but we're thinking, well, I'll say some prayers and, uh, and, and maybe that will just improve things a bit. And, and that isn't it. You first, we first of all have to enter into his presence with thanksgiving to position ourselves. And once we get into God's presence and under his grace, then the rest of the prayers will work as they should. Because truly, to get our sins forgiven, we need to actually first come into his presence and receive that forgiveness from him. To receive our daily bread, to receive the help that we need, we need to first of all come into his presence. And then we know that he will forgive us. And so we, our prayer starts by getting our eyes on the Lord, our Father who art in heaven. You know, otherwise we, we can be praying to ourselves, can't we? We can, yes. uh, I know you've said on some occasions, you know, that you, you had um, fellowship with yourself. Oh, absolutely. Because <laughs> you started. And felt rather the worse afterwards. Because yeah, yes. you'd mull over the problems or maybe where you thought you might have... Because I thought I couldn't come into the presence of God uh, until I'd confessed my sins. Mm. Um, and so I, I so identified with my sins. I tended to think that maybe if I identify with them, I won't do them again. Mm. But actually, it's, it's totally different. It's, mm. it's the other way around. That the more you identify with the sin, the worse mm. you are in that area. And it's getting your eyes off of that and onto the Lord. Yeah, so or we, we identify with our problems and we, yes. we meditate on our mm. problems. Yeah. And we think we're praying, but really we're just uh, doing some sanctified worrying. And, yeah. and, the, and we're focused on the wrong thing. And so yes. our attempts to pray mm. don't work very well. They surely because don't. we haven't entered into God's presence first. Yes. So God invites us by his grace. Yes. It's not based on whether we deserve it or not, or how well we've yes. performed. By the grace of Jesus, we come into his presence by the righteousness of Jesus. Yes, we do. And when we're in his presence, and when we've settled in his presence, aware of his love, that we're his child, yes. then our prayers will be effective. Yes. Then, in fact, the Lord will be magnified. And, and God will yes. be bigger than the problem. We'll see his love for us. And it will be easy for him, us to yes. come and receive our forgiveness. Mm. And, and then again, we'll see that he's great, much bigger than that problem. Yes. That problem that seems so big because we kept focusing on it, obsessing on it. But if we yes. put away from that and we get our eyes on the Lord, then he is magnified and the problem starts taking on yes. its proper size. And then it's easy then for us to... To, to pray God's will into that situation, to cast yes. our cares on the Lord and all yes. the other prayers that involve. Mm. So it's so important. And that's why we're, we're, we're really hammering on just the first line of the Lord's Prayer. How long yes. should we take doing this? Well, if you can, you enter, until you reach that place of peace and rest, where you are in God's presence, that might take you five minutes, praying the first line of the prayer, or it might take you half an hour. But really, before you move on to the rest of the Lord's Prayer, we need to enter into this praise and worship, our Father who's in heaven, until we're, we're resting in this truth that our Father is the one who takes care of us, and we're his child. Praise God. And so our prayer starts by getting our eyes off the Lord. And really, on the Lord, on the Lord, right? <laughs> Thank you for correcting <laughs> the me Lord. there. Um, <laughs> you know, 
We haven't really started praying until we've lifted up our eyes above yes. our problems, above yes. ourselves, mm. and we're starting looking to the Lord, mm. looking to the source. And that's where prayer begins, getting our eyes up above our Father mm. who is in heaven, who's far above, lifting up our eyes, yes. praying, and then we can pray from our covenant position. We can pray mm. from us being one with the Lord, his child. Um, otherwise, we're like people who pray, try and pray five times a day and they, they clocked up the right hours and yes. they said the right prayers. Well, surely God's kept a mm -hmm. record of that and we've impressed him. And that's praying as the heathen do. But we are to pray mm -hmm. as ch children of God. Yes. Who are, first of all, in that place of grace, under his grace. Praise God. And so prayer starts by lifting our eyes to heaven. Focusing on God, not on us, and magnifying the Lord. And I just want to read this wonderful Psalm 34 that talks about magnifying the Lord. You know, well, we can't make God any bigger, <laughs> but in our own mind we can make him bigger. Because in our own mind he's often quite small compared to the problem, because that's the way our mind works. Whatever we meditate on is what becomes big in our thinking. And sometimes we can meditate on the smallest little thing and it becomes huge. And God is so small. So how do we magnify the Lord? We, we start praising him. We start looking to him and remembering who he is. He says, Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name. Hallowed be your name together. Now, you might think, well, this is a person without problems because he's able to magnify the Lord. I don't have that luxury. Mm. I'm, I'm under this pressure. I'm under this attack. I don't have time just to go ahead and praise God. No, that's the one thing you need to do. Notice verse 4. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. This is a person under attack. He's, he's facing fear. And notice what he does, though. He doesn't try and get instant deliverance from those fears. Oh, God, help me in this situation. You know, fretful prayer. Oh, God. No. He says, I'm going to magnify the Lord. In this situation, I'm going to get my eyes off this attack. I'm going to get my eyes on the Lord. I'm going to magnify the Lord. And after you start doing that, hallowed be your name. Then suddenly the problems get smaller and the Lord gets bigger. And now it's easy to believe and receive his power and his help, his deliverance in that situation. And it's after he magnified the Lord that he can say, the Lord intervened. And he delivered me from all my fears. See, our other, it's only when we do that that the other, that's why it's first. Because the other prayers won't work as they ought. We'll actually be praying those other prayers in the flesh, uh, in the Lord's Prayer. You know, we'll be saying the words, but they won't have any life in them. Because we haven't first entered into the presence of God, into the secret place where our heart is filled with the knowledge of the grace of God. And so the Bible often uses lifting up your eyes. In fact, Jesus talked about lift up your eyes. And he, when he prayed in the Gospels, he act, doesn't say he closed his eyes, but it says he lifted up his eyes. For example, in Matthew 14, verse 19, when he fed the 5,000, he did it 
not on his own, but through prayer, through his fellowship with the Father. It says that, verse 19, he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass, and he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, I want you to notice, he looked up to heaven, because he wanted them to see that he was receiving this from God. But also that was natural to him, because in his heart he was looking up to heaven. And that's what we need to do as we start praying. I know it's so obvious, but we need to look out of, forget the rest. You know, it's like when we close our eyes in prayer. You know, um, it's, I, I do that if I can, unless I'm driving. But, um, you know, what does that mean? To close my eyes is a reflection of what's happening in my heart, that I'm closing out any natural, the natural things. And I'm focusing my eyes just on the Lord. Uh, and in the same way, Jesus lifted up his eyes. That's what he was doing in his heart. Once he saw heaven, he lifted up his eyes to heaven. Once he saw God as the source, then he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples. And then the miracle happened because it happened by the power that flowed from heaven. But if you're not lifting up your eyes to heaven, you're not connecting with God's power that flows from heaven. If you just go through the motions, and if Jesus would have just gone through the motions, nothing would have happened. But it's because he was looking to God. See, see prayer relates you to the grace and the power of God. But we have to look to God, and then we start receiving. Praise God. The blessing, the fruitfulness that you need in your life today, the power is with God. So lift up your eyes, our Father, who art in heaven, you see. There's another story in, in John chapter 4 where Jesus um, talks about, uh, talked to a Samaritan woman by the well, and his disciples had gone into town. Well, the Jews and Samaritans didn't get on very well, so they didn't talk, they didn't try and witness to them. And they thought, ah, these Samaritans, you know, they're not ready. They are not ready for, to hear the gospel. And so um, they came back. But meanwhile, Jesus had witnessed to this woman. She'd gone into town. She, all the men knew her quite well. She witnessed to them. And now suddenly they're all coming out over the fields. Now it was, it was November time. And it was four months till the harvest. And so the natural picture is that the harvest is not ready. And yet there was a spiritual harvest that God wanted, which was the souls of that town. And I want you to notice in John 4.35, Jesus said to his disciples, and he was rebuking them, do not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest. See, that was the natural viewpoint. You look at the natural circumstance, it's four months till the harvest. Um, it's pointless. Uh, it's pointless witnessing to them. There's no harvest in this town. Uh, they're not ready yet. And yet, as they looked, what did they see coming out of that town? Hundreds, thousands of people dressed in their white robes, like the white fields, ready for harvest, he says. Um, he says, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for their white unto harvest. There was a harvest in that town, but they didn't see it because all the disciples were concerned about was their own flesh, their own food needs. Mm -hmm. And they didn't see what was the potentiality there, whereas the woman did. And she reaped that harvest.
in that town. And so what we're saying here is, you might look at your natural situation, you might say there's no hope in this situation, there's no hope in this job place situation or this, this person, I need the Lord to touch and change. But Jesus says, lift up your eyes. Start seeing what God wants to do. Start seeing what the power of God can do. And once you do that, you'll see all kinds of things happening. Praise God. And that's what prayer does. It connects you to God's power. And there's one more example where it says Jesus did this. When he raised Lazarus from the dead, it says that they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And John 11:41, And it says, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. Notice, as he's about to raise Lazarus from the dead, he's about to speak the word of authority, Lazarus, come forth. But before he did that, what does he do? He lifts up his eyes. You see, before we command, God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven, your kingdom come. You know, first, we need to come into God's presence. He li you lift up your eyes. You see the grace of God. You see the power of God. And then you can move into other kinds of prayer. Jesus lifted up his eyes. And that's the physical symbolism. You know, Jesus lift from his prayer times. In his prayer time, he saw, he lifted up his eyes and he saw what God wanted to do in his life and through him. He saw the miracles he was to do. He saw the words he was meant to speak. And he saw that and then the rest of the time he was living that out, he was acting out what he had seen by looking to the Father. I love Psalm 121 says, I, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help? Now, the hills represents the strongest thing in the natural. And they symbolize the power and authority of God. And so you, when you look at a mighty mountain, that should tell you something about the power of God. He's looking to the hills, to the mountains, as a way of inspiring him and say, that's what God is like. He's mighty. He's powerful. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. These hills are puny compared to the power of God. And so what is he doing? He's deliberately, in the problems he's facing, he's saying, I will lift up my eyes to the one who made the heavens and the earth. That's how we start. Lord, hallowed be your name. You're far above all these things. You're my Father in heaven. And you know, it's, to, it's interesting that it's where we put our eyes. Uh, what are your eyes on right now? Is it on your problems? Is it on yourself and how you failed? Or are your eyes on the Lord? Because that's what prayer is, is getting your eyes on the Lord. You know, if you often wondered, you know, when it, mm -hmm. oftentimes it says, watch and pray. Yes. You know, what, what does that mean? I, I, that bothered me for a long time, watch and pray. Does I that mean anything? I mean, as, as you've been speaking, it's you need to watch, look what God is doing. Yeah. And away from Because I, I used to think we're meant to kind of, like, you know, I'm, I'm praying. <laughs> but we're meant to kind of keep half an eye open just in case something was happening around me. Yes. Know? Honestly, so I I'm thought that too. In and out. Yes. And um, actually, I don't believe it means that at all. No, I don't think so. And I think it's interesting that he doesn't just say pray, but while you're praying, you need to be watching. Yes. To watch is to set your eyes. In yes. fact, if you are told, watch this, this is yeah. it. this is valuable. You know, watch this for me. 
right? Yes, you keep your that eyes on it. That means you keep your eyes on it, don't you? Yes. So Jesus is saying, while you're praying, mm. you need to have your eyes fixed on something. Yes. And I don't believe it's being fixed on the natural things. No, I don't think it's so. It's actually, lift up your eyes to heaven. Yes. Look intently at the Lord. Yes. And what his power and what he wants to do. Yes. And watch and pray. Praise yes. God. So I believe, he said, he, it's interesting that he says, watch first. Yes, he does, doesn't watch he? Watch and pray. Lift up your eyes onto heaven. Look to God. Yeah. See what he wants to say. Watch and pray. pray. Praise God. And so you'll start seeing what God wants to do in the situation. Yes. All right? You have to turn loose of your own thoughts and start looking to the Lord. Um, Matthew 26, 41 it says, Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He's saying, you know, while in your flesh you're weak, and if you try and just do it in, your, in the flesh, you're going to be weak. But the, you need to get in the spirit. You need to watch in the spirit and pray. And that will enable you to be free from temptation. That, that means God will, will steer your life. Uh, praise God. And uh, watch. Mark 13, 33 says, Take heed, watch and pray. Turn your eyes on the Lord. Mark 14, 38 says, Watch and pray. Luke 21, 36 says, Watch therefore and pray always. It's so important what you're looking at while you're praying. Are you seeing the Lord? Are you seeing him answer your problem? Do you see him moving in that situation? Watch and pray. Yes. Ephesians 6.18 says, Praying always with all kinds of prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Being watchful. Being watchful in the Spirit. You see. Uh, 1 Peter 4.7 says, Be serious and watchful in your prayers. I love Isaiah 40.28. He says, have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fail. But those who wait on the Lord, those who look expectantly on the Lord shall renew their strength. And you know, We've got some experience of that, haven't we? And yes, guess we have. Mm. <laughs> yes, because when you're waiting on table, you are actually looking at the at the people, and what you want uh, is is irrelevant. You you mm. really want to see what what do they need, what do they want me to do, mm. and your your attention is is really focused on them. If you're a good waiter, that is. Yes, yeah. if you're not, then you know you you clutter off and do and your own thing. And sometimes I take the order and then I forgot completely what they actually wanted <laughs> and I have to go back and ask them again because I was thinking about something else at the time I was distracted but yes, to wait on the Lord is to focus our yes. eyes on him yes and it says when we do that we will mm. renew our strength yes in other words we'll receive the strength from him so yes. as we wait on him we see him pouring mm. out his spirit and his love to us yes. and we're able to receive that and then it says, as a result, we will mount up with wings like eagles and yes. we'll run and not be weary. We'll walk and not faint. We'll receive that energy from the Lord because we focused our eyes yes. on him. 
you see all the other prayers work so much better. You know, it talks yeah. about, give us this day our daily bread. Yes. How often do we just rush into God's presence and say, God, I don't have time for anything else right now, yeah. but, but give me this, G this give is me, what give I me. need today. Yes. You know? and, and it's not going to work so mm. well because we're in the flesh. Yes. I mean, not that God doesn't want to give us, but we haven't really come into his presence. No. Look to him and receive him. Yes. And, I, and I think Hebrews 4.16 tells us so much. It says, let us come boldly with confidence as God's children to the throne of grace yes. that we may obtain mercy. So we come into his presence and if we need forgiveness, we can receive forgiveness. But then he says to find grace in time of need. What that word find is interesting. It's the word heurisco. And uh, it's the same word as from there we get Eureka. You know, when you, Archimedes made that great discovery. Yes. He cried out, Eureka, I've discovered something amazing. Yes. And what he's saying is as we come into God's presence, we start looking to him. What we start seeing is all the different areas of his grace, all the things he mm. wants to give us and do for us in our life. And we discover that grace. Yes. We find the answer that we need in this situation, the timely help in time of need. And Eurisco. We find that grace and we receive that grace because we've been looking to him. So turn your eyes on Jesus and receive and discover the grace that he's got for you. Let's pray. Dear God in heaven, we come boldly to your throne. Our Father in heaven, your throne of grace. And we just see you loving us and healing us and blessing us. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.